At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And what a jam-packed football full circle we have to you to start off a new week live right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. He is the mastermind of the pigskin. That would be Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. Hope you had a great weekend. Chalk full of football, both with conference championship weekend in college. And then there were four. The college football playoff is now set. Joe and I will react to the final rankings, what it sets up for the New Year's Six, and, of course, the college football playoff semifinals. And we have to look back on a weekend in the National Football League, a Sunday slate, Joe Lisi, that had tons of moving parts, both in the results of games and some quarterback injuries that make the home stretch of this NFL season feel a little bit different than they did entering Sunday. But, Joe, how's it going on this Monday? Oh, it's great, Ben. I mean, we're, we're set for the college football playoff, like you said, which takes place in about four weeks. And a great weekend of NFL action. Eagles move to 11-1 and one on the year. Dynamic effort over the Tennessee Titans. We saw Joe Burrow just dominate Patrick Mahomes three straight now in terms of the Cincinnati win over Kansas City. And how about the red-hot Las Vegas Raiders? Another Ooh. W. And maybe, just maybe, they can get to the playoffs. Amazing effort in terms of Las Vegas. They trailed that ball game 10 to nothing and won that matchup 27 to 20. And this is what it's all about in terms of the last two months of the regular season. Absolutely so, Joe. Here we are now with December football in the National Football League. Just five weeks remaining when Week 13 officially comes to a close on a Monday night in Tampa Bay between the Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints. So this is the time of the year, Joe. Like we mentioned, the the in-the-hunt graphics on every broadcast that you watch that highlight that postseason race. Joe, let's start. In the NFC, we'll start with the end of the Sunday slate. A nightcap at the star in Dallas. The Cowboys and the Colts show somehow, some way, Indianapolis with the second worst scoring offense in the National Football League continues to be in prime time. And Joe, it really was a story of two and a half quarters versus the final quarter and a half, especially that fourth quarter for Dallas. Indy actually went over their team total that was posted at 16 and a half for a team that averages less than 16 
points per game. They score, Joe, late in that third quarter. It's a 2019 football game, about three and a half minutes remaining in the third. The Dallas Cowboys get the football back, and they never look back. They score 33 unanswered points, Joe, in the fourth quarter to pull away from Indianapolis and win 54-19, to easily thus covering as a 10-and-a-half-point home favorite. Joe, that's the story to me. 33 the number unanswered points in the fourth quarter for the Cowboys. Yeah, and they did it with turnovers, right? I mean, even though Jonathan Taylor had an effective first half of the matchup, he rushed for 78 yards or 75 yards on the night. It was the turnovers that really did in Indianapolis. Yeah. The interceptions and obviously the fumble return, that's that's really what train, changed the whole complexity of the second half of that matchup. And then once that happened, the floodgates opened. It was C.D. Lamb, it was Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. The Dallas Cowboys just ran away with that matchup, and we knew yeah. that Indianapolis was up against it. They needed to play a perfect game. They just don't have the offensive playmakers to go toe-to-toe with Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys, and in the end, they showed their rage, and Jeff Saturday now is starting to come back into, into the mix in terms of now he's not covering in terms of back-to-back ball games. Yeah, and that is a 1-2 and two record now for Jeff Saturday in the games that he has coached. So if that's going to be the case, Joe, if we look at the Dallas Cowboys from here on out, they're a 9-3 and three football team. Both Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott go well over their rushing yards props last night. Tony Pollard finishing with 92 yards and two rushing scores. Zeke, 77 and a touchdown as well. Dak Prescott well under his passing yards prop that closed in the mid-240s, only finishing with a buck seven but three passing scores, one of them to C.D. Lamb and three interceptions, Joe, for Matt Ryan. Jonathan Taylor has 80-plus in his fourth consecutive game. Jeff Saturday now one in three straight up as a head coach during his interim time with Indianapolis. And, Joe, the Dallas Cowboys, a 9-3 and three football team, still two games behind Philadelphia, not only in the NFC overall standings, but of course in the NFC East. And the Eagles show minus 440 to win that NFC East division. A very impressive performance from the Birds on Sunday afternoon in Philadelphia. Joe, a line that worked against Philly all week long. We talked about how it felt like a gritty football game from the Tennessee Titans was in store. Nope. Philly absolutely lambasts the Titans, 35-10. to 10. Jalen Hurts over 380 passing yards and three scores. And A.J. Brown reminds his former teams in the Titans, Joe, that, hey, you guys could have just paid me this offseason and we wouldn't have been in this trade scenario. Eight grabs, 119 yards, and two touchdowns. We'll stay with our focus on the NFC because the odds are changing and everything is changing within the NFC market at the top of the title race. Up next on FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. 
Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In the fourth quarter on Sunday night football for a 54-19 victory. The Cowboys, Joe... 9-3, and three, but still two games behind the Philadelphia Eagles. 11-1, the best record in the NFL, and in that conference, of course, then, with a 35-10 win over the Titans. A.J. Brown says, thank you very much, Tennessee, for sending me to Philadelphia. Here's what you're missing. Out on 119 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns. Jalen Hurts throws three, and for over 380 yards, and the Birds pick up a big 35-10 victory. Elsewhere, Joe, one of the marquee matchups of Sunday, a true measuring stick type statement Sunday football game between the Dolphins and the Niners goes the way of San Francisco. 33-17 the final for the Niners who now own a five game win streak. But Joe, the big story out of that game with the good comes some bad. Some more quarterback injury news for the Niners. Jimmy Garoppolo left the game in the first quarter with an apparent foot Injury After the game, head coach Kyle Shanahan telling reporters that Jimmy G has to have season-ending surgery and will miss the remainder of this year. So, Joe, the Niners pick up a 16-point victory, covering as a four-and-a-half-point home favorite. That scoring defense that is the best in the league steps up once again against a really good Miami Dolphins offense, holding them to only 17 points after Miami, who entered on a five-game win streak, had scored 30 or more in four straight games. But, Joe, what is the outlook now for San Francisco without Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, I think big picture, they're up against it, right? Because they're going to need a veteran quarterback to, that's battle-tested, especially in a playoff environment, to maybe potentially carry them through. Not a turnover-prone quarterback, someone that could p- potentially play clean and win ball games on the road. Now, short-term, that might open up the door for Seattle, to potentially steal the the West again, right? We thought Seattle was the second-best team behind San Francisco. Well, with Mm -hmm. the Rams reeling in Arizona, now after that win yesterday by Seattle over the Rams, maybe now they smell blood in the water and could potentially steal it again. So it it is going to be intriguing to see how this plays out. I know fans are asking for Baker Mayfield. Somebody's asking potentially for Jameis Winston. Right now, I mean, Brock Purdy came in and played well yesterday. Do they roll the dice and go with the rookie quarterback that, you know, stepped up in big games at Iowa State for the most part, but needs a running game, and that's what they have with the 49ers. Mr. Irrelevant is his name no more. Brock Purdy, the final pick of the 2022 NFL Draft, the rookie out of Iowa State, who looked really good during preseason and training camp, Joe, and yesterday really filled in admirably for Jimmy Garoppolo. 25 of 37, 210 passing yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. And really, Joe, when you look at the offensive schematics of yesterday, 
Kyle Shanahan called his fooled offense. At least that's what it seemed against Miami. And it's such an interesting conversation now, Joe, in my mind around San Francisco. When Trey Lance was the starter this year, it's because Trey Lance had that higher ceiling to bring Kyle Shanahan's high-powered offense to an even higher level than where Jimmy G could take them. But there was a question of his floor. Jimmy Garoppolo's floor was pretty even par for where it stood. And when Jimmy G became the quarterback once again, Joe, after Trey Lance had to have a season-ending injury, the idea was that Jimmy G, all the detractors, he wasn't going to be able to do much with this Niners team. But when you look at the experience, Joe, Jimmy Garoppolo has led San Francisco to two of the last three NFC Championship matchups and, of course, even a trip to the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 54 against Kansas City. He has that experience. So detractors would say he's not going to do much to highlight San Francisco offensively, and his supporters would say that maybe even in spite of Jimmy Garoppolo or at least not because of Jimmy Garoppolo, the Niners have reached the promised land multiple times in the last three NFL seasons. But Joe, if you're a detractor against Jimmy Garoppolo and his true ability and performance on the football field, throw experience aside for a moment, is it that much of a difference from Jimmy Garoppolo at the quarterback spot to Brock Purdy? Experience is one thing, but with all the talent around Brock, Joe, can the Niners at least stay afloat here and be a contender, or do you think it's over and done? No, I think they can be a contender. I think what's important to recognize in terms of Brock Purdy's career is that two th- two years ago, not last year when he was at Iowa State and they went 7-6, and six, but two years ago when they got to the Big 12 championship game, Iowa, uh, Iowa State Brock Purdy was the fourth best uh, passer in all of college football, averaging like 305 passing yards per game. He utilizes the tight end, Charlie Kohler at Iowa State. That's what he has with George Kittle. So I think from a skill set perspective, he could actually produce in this offense. Now, it's all predicated on the rushing attack. Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey in that offensive line. If they can run the football effectively, I think, I think Brock Purdy could put up some numbers. Now, From the experience standpoint, that's where you're at the disadvantage because you did have a quarterback that took you to a Super Bowl and an NFC championship, especially in road environments. I think that's where potentially Brock Purdy's inexperience could hurt this team. But only time will tell. If they have to get by with Brock Purdy, I think they could do that. It's a really big point, Joe, because there's going to be some conversation around Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield was cut today. By the Carolina Panthers. He becomes one of the more attractive free agent quarterbacks. But we're entering week 14. This is not April. This is not even as we get ready for training camp. This is week 14. To come up to speed, if you even believe that Baker Mayfield is an improvement over a Brock Purdy or Josh Johnson, who they signed late last night as well. To get up to speed quickly enough to truly be a discernible factor, Joe, in that offense is an incredibly tough task. And so when you talk about experience, no, Brock Purdy doesn't have that at the NFL level, but he has it within Kyle Shanahan's offense. I think Brock Purdy is going to be their guy moving forward. I think they stay with Brock Purdy. There will be some pitfalls. There will be some shortcomings. He is a rookie quarterback who was the last pick in the NFL draft. He is not a first-round selection, or at least is not seen from that same talent perspective. But he has the familiarity with this offense. I think he's their best option moving forward. And then you see Christian McCaffrey yesterday. 17 carries, 66 yards, 8 grabs, 80 yards, and a touchdown. 
146 scrimmage yards. It was CMC's best performance in a Niners uniform. They put up 33 points with Brock Purdy in as the quarterback for three and a half plus quarters. And again, Joe, it was that best scoring defense in the NFL limiting the Miami Dolphins. Only 17 points for the Finns and Tua Tungavailoa, Joe, when they had scored 30 or more in four consecutive games. It was the first time San Francisco gave up a single score in the second half on this five-game win streak. Now a touchdown from Tua to Tyreek Hill in that fourth quarter. That is where the Niners are. That why That is why there was optimism with Trey Lance or even with Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback. But, Joe, from the odds perspective, San Francisco took a hit yesterday. They entered week 13 only 20 cents behind the Eagles, who were the favorites in the NFC market. It was plus 240 Philly, plus 260 San Francisco. The Birds remain the favorites at plus 200, but Joe, it's the Cowboys with the second best price at plus 290, and the Niners have almost seen their price double from plus 260 now to 5 to 1. So the odds, Joe, at least lending some credence to the idea that San Francisco's long-term outlook looks a little bit more uncertain at this moment. Yeah, I mean, obviously it opens the door big picture to to teams like Minnesota and obviously the Dallas Cowboys that have better quarterbacks and more experienced quarterbacks. Should they make an NFC championship, they're going to have great odds, obviously, to win the Super Bowl. So only time will tell, but that defense should be able to carry San Francisco at least to the second round. One of the biggest conversations at this point of the year are the the in-the-hunt graphics, the postseason picture front and center for most teams around the National Football League. We'll look at that up next on FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are back on FFC, a huge Sunday slate in the National Football League. Joe, and on the field, highlighted by the marquee matchup, of the weekend. The Kansas City Chiefs, the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincy, a rematch of last year's AFC title game. Joe, we expected it to be a good game. We anticipated it would be close, high scoring, and competitive. A two and a half point spread in favor of KC, a pregame over under of 52 and a half. And the game 
pretty much followed the odds. The Bengals, though, victorious, winning outright for a third consecutive time against the Chiefs, 27-24, 51 combined points, the same exact score as the overtime game in the AFC title game last year, Joe, staying just barely under that number of 52.5. Joe, what statement did the Bengals make on Sunday? A huge statement. They own Kansas City right now. So oh. the way the Chiefs own the Bills in terms of the postseason, Cincinnati owns the Kansas City Chiefs. They've done it now in the regular season twice. And obviously last year in the AFC Championship, we talked about Joe Burrow, the confidence of this offense. But this defense has come around now in three straight weeks. They've held explosive offenses in check. They're starting to win on the road. They did it last week against Tennessee, a very uh, heavy run-heavy offense with Derrick Henry, and then they shut down and limit Patrick Mahomes in terms of the passing game. They're peaking at just the right time, and I said it before, and I believe you're in agreement, this is right now the third best team in terms of the AFC. We go Buffalo, we go KC, and you go Cincinnati, and they're starting to close the gap right now on the Kansas City Chiefs, because when you beat them three straight times over the last year and a half, you have to say they have their number. So much movement, Joe, because of these marquee matchups yesterday at the top of all of the markets in the National Football League because of the Bengals' win against the Chiefs and because of San Francisco's win over the Dolphins and then because of the Jimmy Garoppolo injury that is season-ending moving forward. Not only did we see huge changes for the NFC title, Joe, the same for the AFC Championship. It was short-lived. Only about six days that the Buffalo Bills were not a favorite by themselves to win the AFC Championship. Now Buffalo is not only the favorite, Joe, with a plus 185 number to win the AFC. Currently, if the season were to end today, we always love to throw in that caveat, the Buffalo Bills would be the number one seed in the AFC postseason, having that tiebreaker advantage with the regular season victory over Kansas City. So it's Buffalo plus 185. KC still the second best price at plus 230. But Joe, then it's those Bengals up there at 7-1, to one, the third best number. Let's tie that in to the result and the implications of the Baltimore Ravens yesterday, Joe. At home, a 10-9 victory over the Denver Broncos. They do not cover as an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. So, yes, they get a win, but again, at a cost. Lamar Jackson leaving that game early, an injured knee. His status uncertain moving forward, Joe. John Harbaugh saying after the game that it could be a couple of days, it could be a couple of weeks. Tyler Huntley filling in admirably as a backup, and he has showed some glimpses, certainly filling in for Lamar over the last two seasons. He orchestrates a 90-plus yard drive at the end of regulation, scoring himself with 28 ticks remaining. It was the only touchdown in the game, and Baltimore emerges victorious, Joe, 10-9. So yes, they get a win. Yes, they still currently occupy the top spot in the AFC North, although their 8-4 and four record is the exact same of Cincinnati. But Joe, now uncertainty for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens moving forward. Yeah, absolutely, but I have to be honest. This is one team where I don't mind playing the backup, and I think it's the same odds, at least in my eyes, with Tyler Huntley at the helm. I actually think he might be a little bit of a more consistent passer than Lamar Jackson. That's not a knock on Lamar. I've been very high on him. I think he's a dynamic talent, but when Tyra, uh, Tyler Huntley's in there, he steps up, and he's led games in terms of come-from-behind wins. He's shown an ability to challenge defenses over the top with 
his arm. He's just as mobile. All right, maybe not just as mobile, but he is mobile in terms of athletic RPO type of plays where if you don't contain uh, Huntley in terms of on the perimeter, he can bury you in terms of big games. So at the end of the day, I'm not concerned uh, about Lamar not being there. Yes, it's Lamar. Yes, he's one of the top five quarterbacks in all the NFL, but I don't think from a productivity standpoint, the team from an offensive perspective is going to drop off all that much with Huntley at the helm. I actually like him, and he's a battle-tested quarterback. Showed that at Utah. The kid's a winner, and he's got a little Taylor Heineke in him as well. So, Joe, let me ask you then, when you look at the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens are still an odds-on favorite at minus 140. The Bengals behind them with the second-best price at plus 125. Do you think you would jump in on Cincy to win the division with the uncertainty over Lamar? Or do you still ride the Ravens the rest of the way? No, I mean, I've been I've been a buyer of Cincinnati. Like, even right, when Lamar right. was there, I never thought that Baltimore should have been priced ahead of Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. And the fact that Cincinnati was able to win without Jamar Chase in that lineup, and now he's back, I just think that they're stronger for it. They found ways yeah. to win without their major weapons. Now Baltimore has to find a way to do that without their star quarterback. They've done that previously with, with Huntley at the helm, but as as you inch closer to the playoffs, there has to be a cause of concern about how do we put the game plan specifically in Tyler Huntley's strengths, right? That's what you want to do. Devise the game plan solely to his strengths and then obviously limit the weaknesses as these games progress. But I still think the most complete team in the division right here, right now, and was maybe even three weeks ago, even though they right. weren't playing like it, was the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow. So that's not going to change. And, and Ben, we talked yeah. about it all offseason, the fact that people were bashing Cincinnati not getting over the nine and a half because they lost the Super Bowl, and we both said that, you know, how do you, and I said too, how do you know it's not the same like franchise or dynasty being built the way they still price Mahomes each and every year? It was a great point, Joe. It was the idea that Cincinnati had so overperformed on expectation last year in 2021. They didn't have the quality of experience doing it in back-to-back seasons that because they won their first playoff game in nearly three decades, they would come back down to earth in 2022. The first three uh, two weeks of the year looked a little bit shaky for Cincinnati, but since then, Joe, they have been one of the best football teams in all of the National Football League. They have won eight, of course, of their last 10 games, and they have covered in nine of their last 10 as well. So I agree, Joe. The Bengals always have value and still, I would think, have value, although it's plus 125. The only discernible factor right now that has Baltimore as the favorite, I would say, to win the AFC North and in that top spot of the standings currently is the fact they beat Cincy in the opening month of this season at home in Baltimore, but did not cover as a three and a half point favorite, only winning by two. And that's the first of two regular season matchups within the division between these two teams, Joe. So there's still that opportunity for Cincy to get rid and eliminate that tiebreaker advantage that the Ravens currently hold. There's still value on Cincinnati, and the Ravens might have to play a couple of games. We're not sure yet without Lamar Jackson. Elsewhere, Joe, in the AFC North, the Steelers winning another football game, 19-16 to on the road in Atlanta for Pittsburgh as a short one-and-a-half-point favorite. They are 5-3 and three right now, and Pittsburgh has won two straight games, three 
of their last four. Of course, a storyline entering Sunday, Joe, although it doesn't really have postseason implications. Deshaun Watson's return against his former team in Houston. The Cleveland Browns do rally late, Joe, or at least put up some points late to pull away 27-14 against Houston, covering as a seven-and-a-half point road favorite. But the box score, the performance of Deshaun Watson looked that of somebody who has not played in the NFL in nearly two years. Just 12 of 22, 131 yards, and an interception, Joe Lisi. So, yes, Deshaun Watson is back. I don't really think it changes the postseason outlook for Cleveland by any means. No, not at all. And he throws the interception. Can you imagine, though, if Cleveland, uh, let's say, was fighting for a playoff berth? Let's just say they were over 500 and were playing well. I mean, do we think that Deshaun Watson moving forward would be the guy to take him to the promised land? That would be mm. a huge conversation that we would be discussing today. But at the end of the day, seven and a half point favorites, they get the win. It, yep. They grinded it out because it's more about Houston and their ineptitude uh, and what they yep. were able to you know do in that ball game I mean they had terrible one-dimensional offense for Lovey Smith hopefully they change it up next year but right yeah. now Cleveland's just a mediocre football team you know they yeah. as good as Amari Cooper has been this year outside of him you know I want to say you know explosive plays are not the norm in terms of Cleveland to challenge the likes of Baltimore and even Cincinnati respectively Two games below 500 for Cleveland right now. Still two games out of the AFC wildcard race. That last spot in the AFC currently occupied by the New York Jets, Joe. They go on the road to the Twin Cities in Minneapolis. They had an opportunity late in the fourth quarter. Time winding down. The Jets get into the Vikings' red zone, but then Mike White throws his second costly interception of the football game, threw for nearly 370 yards, over a buck 60 of them to the rookie wideout of Ohio State, Garrett Wilson, but it ultimately comes up in a loss, Joe. They don't cover as a three-point road underdog as well. Minnesota, a 10-2 football team, Joe, that seems to be skirting under the radar of all the NFC news we have seen in the past 24 hours. Yeah, and the fact that they got Dalvin Cook going in the running game, right? He had 84, 85 yards, had a touchdown. I mean, that is the recipe to win playoff games. If Dalvin Cook could be the way he was yesterday, they're going to be good. They're going to be there. I I think Dallas and Minnesota, because of their ability to run the football, are teams you have to keep an eye on. The Vikings right now, the fourth best price to win the NFC. We turn our attention to the college football playoff. Up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot 
for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And Joe Lisi is the mastermind of the college football pigskin. And I am Ben Stevens. Joe, then there were four. The 2022 college football playoff has been determined with the final rankings revealed on Sunday afternoon. Joe, it went as we expected it to go. At number one, the reigning national champs, the Georgia Bulldogs. The Michigan Wolverines check in at number two. TCU, Joe, remains at number three. And Ohio State earns that fourth and final college football playoff spot as the number four team in the CFP. Joe, anything there that went different than how you expected it to go. What was your main reaction? Well, the only game that obviously I thought would be a little different was TCU would get that victory, but it didn't hurt them in any way. I mean, they were knocking on the door in overtime. Kendra Miller looked like he crossed the plane. They didn't review it. They went for it on fourth down. Didn't get it. Great goal line stand by Kansas State, and obviously they kicked the field goal in overtime. But Max Duggan played his heart out in that ball game, right? We were watching that in the final quarter. His ability to break, contain, make, and lead his team to tie that ball game up at 28. Hopefully, he's invited to New York for the Heisman Trophy. But at the end of the day, USC lost an opportunity to make the college football playoff. Talked about the physicality, talked about the ability to to stop the run. They couldn't do that last Friday night, and it cost them a chance at playing in the top four. And really, Joe, because of what happened on Friday, USC losing to Utah by 23 points in that Pac-12 title game, it really felt almost set entering conference championship Saturday. The one thing that left maybe a tad of uncertainty was TCU losing in the Big 12 title game. But Joe, as we said all last week, as we said live on Saturday morning on College Football Today alongside our good friend Kevin Walsh as well, that if TCU kept that game close, if they kept it competitive, we set a margin around three scores even, that even in a loss, TCU should, deserved, and earned that spot in the college football playoff. Now, Joe, there were some that maybe were arguing The order could have been different, that Ohio State could have been the number three team in the country and TCU at number four. I think just based on resume, TCU deserves to be the number three team ahead of Ohio State. Both have one loss. TCU's came in its conference championship game, earning a bid in the Big 12 title game while Ohio State sat home idle this past Saturday. So that's one just in its own degree, and their loss only by three in overtime against a top 10 Kansas State team. Ohio State losing by a ton at home, 45-23 to Michigan as an eight-and-a-half point favorite in that game. So Ohio State's loss worse than that of TCU and again the Horned Frogs made it to their conference championship game which should certainly mean something but Joe there was also the idea that the telecast asked Boo Corrigan the head of the college football playoff selection committee about that were you unable to move the seating numbers in terms of Ohio State ahead of TCU because you did not want a scheduled rematch between Michigan and Ohio State in the semifinal of the college football playoff, a rematch of the game. Boo Corrigan said that wasn't... 
even a conversation. Who knows exactly how true that is in the room as they're making all of these final decisions. But, Joe, I have no issue not only with the four teams that made the college football playoff, but in the seeding order they stack up. Yeah, I can't put Ohio State over TCU. I mean, they played right. an extra game. TCU was undefeated in the regular season. I, I believe they had five top 25 victories, right, including a domination of Oklahoma State, 48 nothing at home. I mean, so at the end of the day, uh, that was Kansas State, excuse me. Uh, at the end, of, yeah. they beat them 43-40. But at the end of the day... Um, TCU deserved to be there. I mean, they were undefeated in the regular season. That is so difficult. And and just think about Ohio State. You know, Ohio State loses, like you mentioned. There is no I, – I can't even think of a scenario where yeah. Ohio State should have been ranked ahead of TCU. I just don't see it. I mean, like I said, I mean, TCU was battle-tested. Yes, they played in close games, but they won. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. And I, you know what? I think the Big 12 – really closed the gap on the Big Ten as well from top to bottom. I still think it's a competitive conference. Yeah, there was a lot of knock about the Big 12, Joe, that TCU didn't play the most competitive schedule because the Big 12 is an inferior conference to that of the SEC. Really? Maybe on paper, maybe on talent, but go look at some of the resumes of the vaunted SEC West this year. A&M, the number six team in the country in the preseason, not going to a bowl game. So don't really tell me that it's that big of a difference. And if you are going to compare conference to conference and think just because Alabama or somebody in the SEC plays in that league, then let's not have any conferences. And let's make sure that conference title games that still obviously matter a great deal matter absolutely zero. TCU is deserving of that number three spot. Ohio State is deserving now based on how things shook out of that fourth spot in the college football playoff because Joe there was some conversation that maybe Alabama could leapfrog one of those two teams Nick Saban himself if he even believed a word that he said was politicking all around on Saturday from the early morning hours till late at night at the halftime show in the Big Ten title game and he did it all with a wry smile Nick Saban a gambling guy Joe Lisi referencing the fact that Bama would be favored against pretty much every team in college football but as we have often said rankings putting teams in the college football playoff is not just about who is the best team it's about who is the most deserving team and what does your resume say rankings are based on what you have accomplished so far in a season not just about how good of a team you may or not may be because joe if it's just about who's the better team on paper who would be favored in a neutral site matchup let's do that set the lines and simulate the rest of the season and leave zero opportunity to the actual play on the gridiron again we're saying all of these things and none of it matters because the committee got it right the order is right and the college football playoff is going to be sensational but we just have to bring it up yeah, I mean, I think it's funny that Nick Saban is talking about the spreads yeah. because then we're just talking recruiting. Just then, then just recruit the best players. Don't play the games right. because right. the talent just suggests that they would be favored. And I'll take a team like Iowa State last year that was picked to win, obviously, the Big 12 and was favored in a number of different games. I'll give you a six and a half against Baylor and lost the ball game outright. Six and a half against West Virginia and lost the ball game outright. They were six and a half against Oklahoma State. Yes, they won but didn't cover. So at the end of the day, it's meaningless. I mean, it, all they do is set the lines specifically based off of yards, off of what they feel in terms of outgained and and net yards and to- it's 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 a complete joke. 
And, and at the end of the day, the, the what really matters is between the white lines, okay? And where was Alabama's marquee win? The fact, I will say this, the argument has to be, how do you have Alabama ahead of Tennessee when Tennessee beat them head-to-head? That is the main question. I mean, that that is really yeah. has to be answered. Well, like, how do you come at that? Because because it, I mean, Tennessee lost yes. to South Carolina, it's a joke. I think the argument, the argument, Joe, would be that the Volunteers had two miserable losses that they did not cover in either of the games and were absolutely bum rushed by a South Carolina team. But in the head to head, that has always meant something to the committee. Tennessee won that football game. I think it's a twofold scenario. Not only that Tennessee's losses in a much more dramatic fashion than that of Alabama, although one of the Tide's losses was against Tennessee in that head to head exact scenario. Hendon Hooker is no longer the quarterback for Tennessee and thus a different evaluation of this Volunteers team. But again, it doesn't really mean much. Tennessee in the Orange Bowl, an all-Orange Bowl against Clemson. Alabama not into the college football playoff. They will take on the champs of the Big 12, K-State in the Sugar Bowl in the New Year's Six. But, Joe, let's forecast the college football playoff semifinals. The nightcap on New Year's Eve in Atlanta. The Peach Bowl between number one Georgia, number four Ohio State. And Lisa UGA is a six and a half point favorite against the Buckeyes. In fact, because we have early look ahead lines to potential college football playoff national championship games, Georgia's more than a two touchdown favorite against TCU and an eight and a half point favorite against Michigan. Joe, the odds are telling us Ohio State is the dog's toughest test on their route to being a back-to-back national champion. So, Lisi, the odds say Georgia is in for a showdown against the Buckeyes. How do you think Ohio State looks to challenge that Georgia team? Well, over the top. I mean, LSU put up 500 yards of passing offense with neighbors, Jeray Jenkins, and Keyshawn Booty in that ballgame. That's going to be the recipe, right? Start fast with C.J. Stroud, and let's see if we can get steady Benny in terms of a shootout. (laughs) Now, he was able to do that because of the inexperience, a younger team in terms of LSU. Given Jim Knowles four weeks of preparation, I think is an added benefit along with Ryan Day from an offensive perspective. So you got to believe that, you know, there is no margin of error with a playoff game. I don't like the fact that, you know, Georgia's playing the best right now, and now they have to take a hiatus. They're on break now for four weeks. That is a huge cause of concern for me right here, right now. You know, I I would back Ohio State because of the time off, because of how they played against Michigan and understanding they're going to be hungry in this matchup, and the fact that they have an offensive system that potentially could put up the same type of productivity that we saw with Jaden Daniels and LSU last week in Nussmeyer, even though they lost by 20, this is a different animal with Ohio State where if they dictate the tempo, I'm not so sure Georgia's going to win by 20. You might have an Ohio State upset. Joe, it's very difficult in my mind to look at this Ohio State defense now because they were top 15 in every major statistical category. A number that I said if Ohio State was within that margin, they would play in the national championship game this year. And then in their biggest test of the year against Michigan, in the first half it was the downfield aerial passing attack that the Wolverines had not had all year long that scorched that Ohio State secondary. And then when they made the halftime adjustments to try to slow down J.J. McCarthy, the ground game picked up. 
Michigan has run for 252 yards this past year against Ohio State. And in 2021, they ran for 297 against Ohio State. And Joe, you have brought up this stat often. Georgia, when they run for 200 or more yards, is what, 43 and zip now because they ran for 255 against LSU in the SEC championship game on Saturday? I know Ohio State knows all of this, and they have their times to prepare and make adjustments, and I think talent-wise, defensively, Jim Knowles still has a really, really good defensive unit, but I'm more concerned, Joe, about Ohio State stopping Georgia than I am about the Bulldogs stopping the Buckeyes offense. Yeah, I'm not. You see, and I'm a Georgia guy. You know that. I think this is a bad matchup for them. I really do. I I said it before. I thought Ohio State is built better to challenge Georgia than Tennessee was with Hendon Hooker. I really believe that. I just think that this is going to be a problem for Georgia. Now, only time will tell and styles make fights. I think if you're looking at Georgia, you were hoping on TCU. You were even hoping on Michigan. You know, you did not want, I think the most lethal offense right now in this this, uh, college football playoff is Ohio State. You know, yeah. I, and so so I think from a defensive perspective, you have to be concerned. So we'll see. I mean, it is intriguing. We have four weeks to break it down, but early on, I lean to the Buckeyes. And we'll give you our early looks at the first semifinal game in the college football playoff, the Fiesta Bowl, the two versus three, Michigan and TCU up next as we round out the show on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um. You could make an argument, is TCU being overlooked by the odds makers? It's a nine and a half point spread in favor of the Wolverines. Joe, this has been the story for TCU all year long. If you have followed any slimmer of this college football season, you know that TCU has been undervalued in the marketplace. Joe, do you expect the odds to ever catch up with the Horn Frogs? Do you expect this line to move in a different fashion than it is now? Or Will this idea that TCU is really not all that good, at least on an elite tier, continue into the Fiesta Bowl? I think we'll get it up uh, uh, to 10. 
That's what I believe. I think we'll get it up to 10 in terms of this matchup, right? It's 9.5 right now. I, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I, do you believe that TCU can shut down the run for Michigan? So if you believe that, they have a shot. I will say this. I think Max Duggan is going to prove a, an added dimension for TCU. And the fact that he is gutty and he's mobile, I think that's something that could pose some problems for uh, the uh, Michigan defense. Now, this line, when I looked at it last night, was 9.5. It's down to 8.5. I still like TCU. I like both dogs in this in this college football playoff early yeah. on. I think TCU, from a speed perspective, could go toe-to-toe with the Michigan defense. It's a really good question, Joe. Can the Horn Frogs up front stop Michigan? One of the best offensive lines in the sport, even without play quorum. Of course, we know Donovan Edwards is an incredibly talented running back. In its biggest game of the year, maybe outside of the Big 12 title game, against the best running back it faced this year in Bijan Robinson. They limited him to only 29 yards. If there is a glimmer of hope for the Horned Frogs up front, it is that game. Don't worry, we have so much more time to talk about the college football playoff about three and a half weeks. Joe Lisi, as always, great stuff here on FFC. Keep it locked to Sports Grid Radio. The money line is up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 